Well, finals time. Welcome to We the Peeps. This is, of course, the American Soccer Podcast in which you are going to get to know everything, everything, everything that you need to know about the U.S. WNT. Welcome to the She the Peeps mini-series about the Women's World Cup. I'm Clayton, I'm a rapper, and I'm all on my lonesome. But at least I got you, peeps. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. That's right, folks. It's just me, Clayton, here at WTP Pod headquarters, uh, slanging out to you a couple correspondence situations that we've got going on. Going to share with you first uh, a preview of USA versus the Netherlands. Let's get this. It's finals time, baby. Uh, No need to wait. Find out everything you need to know in advance of Sunday's World Cup final right here from the Kwamdas, the soccer doctor. And if that wasn't enough, I've also got an interview with good friend Nikki Zenker, who is indeed in France. Well, not anymore, but she was there for the semifinal USA versus England. That's right. The game you're thinking of. Uh, she was at it in personas, in personis. Uh, she was literally there, and she told me a little bit about her experience. So you'll get to hear that as well, folks. As usual, please uh, rate and review, subscribe, and follow us on WT uh, on Twitter at WTP Pod. And uh, here's one quick caveat before we dive into everything you need to know for Sunday. If you uh, have been looking forward to an episode about the U.S. MNT versus Jamaica, uh, you may have just missed it. I'm uploading these two episodes right back to back. So if you're interested in hearing Ty and myself, Clayton, discuss the, the U.S. win in the semifinals versus Jamaica, as well as a preview for the finals uh, against Mexico on Sunday, double final Sunday, baby. It's a double feature. All you have to do is scroll back in your feed and go to the most recent episode that's ep 127 and you'll get jamaica usmnt but uh no further ado here's kwame on usa versus the netherlands hi so this is dr kwame your women's world cup correspondent with a very brief preview for the final the world cup final usa versus netherlands this sunday july the 7th and what a big game Uh, So just a few of my thoughts uh, as we build up to the big match. Uh, We're playing the Netherlands, um, which is a team that I don't know as much about as England and France, but my um, sense is that they're a team in some ways that's similar to the U.S., um, but not quite to that level. Um, They are a fast-rising team. They won the Euros uh, two years ago when they were hosting, and it was an upset Uh, and they've continued to be one of the top 10 ranked teams. Uh, They play a 4-3-3, generally speaking, uh, like the uh, U.S., and the focus is their uh, three-headed attack, which is very dangerous, between Martins, Miedema, and Van de Sanden. Um, And um, their center, their midfield, and then defense are a little bit more of their question marks. Uh, So... 
the Dutch are very technically adept, just like their men's teams are. Uh, and their most dangerous player is their center forward, who uh, is a bit of a mix between Alex Morgan and Alan White, I would say. And I'm sure they've noticed the way that England exposed us right down the middle. We need to be very uh, aware of that going into the game. For the U.S., um, some of the big questions, obviously, are injuries. Megan Rapino missed the last game. Rose Lavelle went out um, with a tweaked hamstring. Uh, both of them have said publicly that they'll be ready for the final. Uh, you never can tell with these hamstring injuries. Uh, but a little scouting by uh, looking on Instagram is showing Rose Lavelle uh, dancing in choreographed dances as the team usually does. Although it's not as high energy, they're doing more kind of soft shoe than uh, hip hop. So it's hard to read too much into that. But uh, fingers crossed uh, for Rose Lavelle. And I think we can be fairly confident that Rapina will probably start or at least be able to give um, 30 minutes. So with the injury to Rose Lavelle, again, the question of midfield depth, which is where the U.S. has kind of been head and shoulders above everyone else. So I have been fairly critical uh, of Ellis's selections for midfield after kind of the big four. Uh, and given the success of Ellis's decisions thus far, uh, you know, I have to take a step back first to say, you know, obviously, as I've been saying all along, she knows way more than me and is also seeing things in practice. Uh, I will also say that even without that caveat, I probably have been a little bit unfair to Long and Brian, um, who have been excellent players and given a lot of years of service to the team prior to now. Uh, looking at how the team has set up tactically, um, and particularly the heavy use of the 5-4-1 later in the tournaments, uh, the inclusion of Allie Long makes a lot more sense to me now. Uh, she is a very tough um, midfielder uh, who can be one of the um, mid center midfielders in that 5-4-1 if need be. She can also uh, fill in where Julie Ertz has been in that back five in the center of the of the three center backs. Uh, she's done that in the past with the national team. Uh, so um, that makes a lot more sense to me now. And Ellis has also continuously selected players who have stepped up in the big moment, Kristen Press, Alyssa Nair. Uh, and so I have to believe that she sees something in Morgan Bryan that lets her know the same thing, and I have to defer to her because she's been uh, she's been very right. So the last thing I'll say is that in this match, you know, you never know in a final, but the U.S. has consistently been too much for any team to handle the first 15, 20 minutes of the game. Uh, we've scored in each of those games. And against England, however, and perhaps to a degree against France, I felt like we eased off the pedal a little bit after that first goal. Uh, and what I'm hoping is that if this happens again against the Netherlands, that we keep attacking. Uh, I think that was maybe a little bit of a... It's, it's something I would have done differently against England. I thought that they were there, uh, that they were reeling, and that we really should have stayed in the 4-3-3 rather than the 4-1-4-1, and we probably could have gotten a second goal uh, and given ourselves more breathing room. Uh, we have to remember what happened against uh, Japan last World Cup final. Really blitzing a team if we have the opportunity to do so uh, is, I think, what we should do. The Netherlands is a good counterattacking team, but I think that if we're on the front foot, it's really hard for teams to counterattack us. So those are my thoughts. Really excited for this final. I think that the U.S. is going to do it, but uh, you know, you never can tell.
the Netherlands are champions in their own right. Um, they're going to have a big uh, fan base behind them in the stadium. Uh, all right, let's enjoy. Well, folks, I hope you're feeling ready and prepped. Now for something different. I went to high school with Nikki Zenker. We recently uh, ran into each other, crossed paths at, indeed, the high school reunion uh, for, for our class. And it was a great time. I got to catch up with her and found out that not only was she going to be present in person, face-to-face -face with the U.S. elites in this, uh, while they played the semifinal versus England, I also found out that she has, uh, she's been working in sports uh, all this time. So she worked for ESPN for a little bit. She herself, uh, a fantastic athlete for our uh, high school um, and sort of like one of those people that can, seems to just be able to play every sport and speak intelligently on all of them. Yeah, she's one of those. So she's been, she has spent some time with ESPN, is now uh, at working for the NBA in marketing strategy, specifically focused on fantasy uh, gaming and also youth initiatives. So that's her all around. And uh, in this interview, you'll just hear us talk about her experience being there in person for the COPA. So Nikki Zenker, you've uh, you've you've had a night to come down. It was intense, I'm sure. How are you feeling this morning after yesterday's game versus England? Honestly, I literally I can't stop thinking about it in my head. Like I'm reliving every moment. Like walking into the stadium, sitting down. We got there two hours early, so <laughs> first ones in the stadium, basically um, seeing them warm up. Just like it was incredibly surreal, and now like literally waking up and still on cloud nine. It was <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, we're on, we're on cloud nine here too overseas. But um, so tell me, like, what what was it like? around the stadium out the stuff that doesn't get shown on the broadcast you know was there is it a lot of like uh uh tailgating or like what is what's the culture of fandom yeah playing out it's of? it's funny so we took the train from paris to lyon yesterday morning um and basically it's like all filled in with americans in american gear everyone has a jersey some sort of usa gear um, and then you get to Lyon and the whole, it's like a takeover, like an American takeover, basically. Yeah. Obviously I'm, I'm more attuned to people in USA, um, like apparel, but it was, um, every restaurant was filled with Americans. It was just a complete, like I said, takeover. Um, you, we went to a tailgate at a bar in Lyon. So you have to take a tram to the actual stadium. So you can't walk there. Um, but they had this huge tailgate with the American outlaws group and it was packed and everyone, um, the energy was like electric. Everyone was super amped, super pumped. Um, and then you take a tram to the stadium and it was like very peaceful outside the stadium. Um, it was very like calm they had like burgers burgers and fries set up like that's all the food basically that they had um and then it was like i would say 70 30 americans to england fans cool and so in the game there was some 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 pretty confusing and complicated refereeing decisions off uh some with var uh, there was the, the, the offsides call that was pulled back, and then there was the uh -huh. Becky Sauerbrunn penalty kick that got called. What was your experience with uh, VAR and from inside the stadium? How did, that, how did that process go for you? It was, like, super, super confusing. So, um, I mean, so there's, like, 50,000 fans there. We were pretty high up, um, so we couldn't – and the uh, – 
Becky's outrun penalty was on the other side of the field, so we couldn't actually see what was happening. And same with the offsides call, I think. So we couldn't see what was happening. And they just, like, the ref blows the whistle, and there's, like, complete confusion and they don't show anything on the jumbotron nobody is talking no one is saying anything you kind of have to go on twitter in a it's kind of a weird experience but you have to almost go on twitter to see like what is going on um it would be nice to have some sort of like commentary um at the same time or at least like a replay i think and we're used to them showing replays on the jumbotrons in the states so we were expecting um you know a zoomed in full-on replay but they didn't show anything um, so we found out a lot through um, looking at you know Twitter and going online. And uh, what's the what's the vibe with people? Are people do, do people do the uh, Americans out there feel like we're on our way to the cup, or are there is it is it a bucket of nerves out there? I honestly, it feels a little more nervous than like confident. Like I feel like after the Spain and after the France game, it. You know, obviously we dominated group play, but then in these last few rounds, I think people are on edge a little bit. Um, definitely not a sure thing that we were going to make it to the championship. I mean, England came out, uh, we scored fairly quickly in like the 11th or 12th minute, and then they came right back and scored. So it was, you know, it's not this the same team. I feel like... Um, Sometimes when you, you know, after the Thailand game, after the Chile game, you're like, oh, yeah, like, of course, America's going to win. But it definitely doesn't feel like that here. I, I definitely sense the nerves. And I think um, it will be interesting to see what happens tonight with Netherlands, Sweden. So um, there's definitely, you know, it's definitely a competitive tournament. Can you tell me a little bit about how you ended up uh, going to the tournament? And uh, from what I understand, your, your, your work is somehow involved, but I don't know the whole story. Yeah, um, definitely. So, okay, so I played soccer growing up honestly like Mia Hamm I wanted to be the next Mia Hamm so I had a, a full Mia Hamm door poster um in my bedroom the 99 World Cup like my eyes were glued to the television I was obsessed with that whole team um Mia Hamm Julie Fowley Brainja Shane Brianna Scurry like literally could name that whole lineup each number um I you know I watched Chastain take that penalty kick and um it was like I thought that was a dream and that was incredible and so I, I became um quite obsessed with with the U.S. national team and then um I was I work in sports so I worked at ESPN and now I'm at the NBA actually but um you know I, I think there's nothing like going to a live sporting event and honestly um we were planning on going to Wimbledon this summer and so we figured why not just tack on France beforehand and and go to the World Cup so uh, tickets honestly were fairly cheap um we bought this package it was two semifinals and the finals and we spent less than I'd say $50 a ticket for each of those games so it's actually insane. We're actually reselling, trying to resell our final tickets because we're not going to be here, unfortunately. Um, but supposedly they're going for like 400 euros each. So uh, we might end up making enough money to pay for our whole trip. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. But, U.S. soccer yeah. can learn a little something from that. We're charging more for crap men's friendlies in New Jersey. Right. It's crazy. It's like, I mean, like, it makes... Obviously, you have to travel to France and like pay for those expenses, but like it was, it's inc- it just was incredible. And it, like, you don't feel like, like last night, we definitely got our money's worth. I mean, we, we got added value. <laughs> like, that game had everything a soccer game 
you would want in a soccer game. Um, I do have to say the transportation home from the stadium was probably the worst thing that I've ever experienced. Oh, wow. What, why is that? <laughs> we, so it's 50,000 people and they have these trams set up to and from the stadium to like, you know, the center of the city and the trams maybe hold 50 people, like small trams getting to the stadium was fine because everyone was coming at different times. But then 50,000 people left, maybe, you know, 5,000 or 10,000 of them had cars. So the 40,000 other people, mainly Americans are going out and trying to get onto these trams. And it took us, we left the stadium around 11, 15 PM. We didn't get home till one thirty in the morning. So, um, and that included an hour on a tram packed with no air conditioning. Um, That's some fire festival shit. Yeah. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And it was so, I mean, obviously people were like jacked up because the U S won, but like, I thought I was like the most kind of like out, like, ticked off by it. I was like, what is this? This is crazy. Everyone else is very like calm and at peace and just like chill. And I, uh, I was like, this is out, out of control. But, um, besides that, everything else was like seamless. It was amazing. Um, you know, this, there was not a bad seat in the stadium. Um, like I said, we were up top, but like it was, you could see it all. I didn't even realize Alex Morgan did the tea sipping celebration. That was incredible to it was see. So afterwards. Awesome. <laughs> that's so it was like so like it's, it's so awesome the whole team is awesome like everyone has such a unique personality um but they all like blend together so well and uh we were actually walking out of the stadium at the um, hotel that that england was staying at and now the u.s will stay at is like right next to the stadium and we saw the Brit- the english players walking wow. into the hotel wow. um and they just looked so pissed off and i guess now the u.s takes over that hotel so they have to england has like move out fairly quickly um, and the U.S. moves in. So I'm, I'm sure some words were exchanged uh, between the U.S. and England. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was um, it was a very, uh, it, like, seamless, amazing event. Um, so I, I'm excited to see tonight, to be honest. Yeah, it's going to be great tonight. So this is a very special group. It has that feel of a very special group. And so as someone who uh, was was moved into life by the 99ers group and Mia Hamm and all that, uh, does this seem like the type of experience you want the next generation of uh, women athletes to to have with this team? Does it seem like a similar type of uh, group? Yeah, like, honestly, it's like, I, they're so, like, personable, so relatable. Like, after the game, we, we sat there for a couple minutes just watching the, the team, you know, hug and handshake and you know wave to the crowd and and dance like they do these celebrations and like there's so much personality so um you know i've as a you know in my late 20s now like i am like holy shit i want to be friends with them so badly like (laughs) they just seem so awesome um but if i you know as a as a young kid and looking up to them like they're just like incredible like they play incredibly and then they also like off the off the field they're just like such rock stars to, to look up to so um definitely like it, it was it's kind of funny like no i i was wearing a vintage mia ham jersey and like people were like giving me like oh like sweet jersey all this i was like i thought that everyone was going to be in a mia ham jersey but i didn't realize that like this young generation of fans didn't watch Mia Hamm growing up. Like, Alex Morgan is their Mia Hamm. So um, it was kind of a cool and interesting thing to see because I was expecting, you know, everyone to 
to relate to me and, and the 99ers and know, you know, Brittany Chastain was, was on the camera and in the stadium and like the girls next to me had no idea or like didn't ever watch her play. So, um, but they definitely have, uh, they're in good hands with, with this group of, of players now. That's incredible. And did you, if you could uh, go to dinner tonight with, let's say, three people from this team, who, who would you yeah. want to hang out with? Tobin Heath, without a doubt. Um, honestly, I would just do Megan Rapino because I feel like she's, I feel like also her and Tobin Heath would have good banter and, and good things to say. And then um, the third, uh, I kind of would say I, it's either Lindsay Horan or honestly, um, you know, Alex Morgan's awesome, but I, I don't know if I'd want to eat with her tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's I, in the zone. She's in beast mode right now. She not she might not yeah, be so exactly. fun to hang out with. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, definitely Tobin, um, Rapino, and then I think Lindsay Horan. Yeah, I like that. I would, I would add uh, Kelly O'Hara for me. Yeah, she, she's yeah, for just sure. the most badass. Just the she most is, badass. I know, and she's like definitely getting up there in terms of age too. Like she is awesome, though. Like she is, she's awesome. And Crystal, I mean, Crystal Dunn is like a beast too. So yeah. it's a hard decision, but uh, it would definitely be a, a fun dinner. I would very much like to do that yeah well hopefully you won't have to choose hopefully you'll you'll end up becoming close close friends with yes. all 23 <laughs> yeah that is the goal yeah definitely here here stated here stated goal. Yeah. all right nikki well thank you so much for uh joining us on the show and giving us a little bit of a of a perspective from from on the ground out there we really appreciate it yeah, no, of course. I'm glad I can talk about how exciting it was and not just to my boyfriend who I've been with the whole time, um, who lived it also, but like it's fun to, to talk about it with other people because um, it was that incredible. Okay, folks, that's about it. Uh, Clayton here signing off. You know I like family pictures. You know I also like stickers and shapes other than squares. And I especially like having books around me that are written in languages that I do not speak. However, I don't love any of that stuff as much as I absolutely love the Nats. Let's go double final Sunday. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people.